Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's Friday, so you know I'm doing good. Yes, it is. Thank you. Me too. Today I will be on the (laughs) 5 on the Fox News Channel, 5 o'clock, getting ready to jump on a plane. Afterwards, head up to New York, head back on the same day uh, because I don't want to miss shows in the studio. I try not. Don't miss it. You always make us look good with the ratings. I will be there. I promise you there will be some fiery debates. We will still be addressing the Mueller apocalypse up on Capitol Hill, Joe. The disaster, the cosmic disaster, the Infinity Wars-like disaster. I got a little bit on that today. Uh, Middle of the show, we kind of covered a lot of it, uh, but I've got some uh, Ilhan Omar stuff too that is just going to blow your mind, ladies and gentlemen. It is just getting worse. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. I've had a stacked show. We're going to catch up with all the other stuff earlier in the week that we missed. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Got their shirt on now. What is it? BCM. Love BCM. Folks, they make the finest rifles and pistols out there. If you are in the market for life-saving equipment, not a sporting arms company, BCM, Bravo Company Manufacturing, is your company. They make the finest rifles and pistols out there. Precision. Precision manufactured equipment that doesn't fail when you need it. I have one. I have one of their rifles, one of their pistols. When I picked it up from the local FFL firearm shop, the guy said, you're really lucky to be getting these. These are really, really great firearms. He couldn't say enough about it. That's a true story. I'm not making it up. I'm going to lie to my audience. Folks, BCM, they make their equipment, life-saving equipment made to combat standards right here in the heartland in Heartland, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, conveniently. BCM believes the same level of protection should be provided to every American, regardless if they're a private citizen or a professional. They assume every rifle or pistol they make when it leaves their shop will wind up in the hands of a law enforcement professional, a military professional, or a citizen who, God forbid, may have to use that firearm in defense of his life or the life of their families. This is a serious company that makes serious equipment. I can't recommend their products enough. This is precision level equipment. The best rifles and pistols out there. BCM puts people before their products. They build their products because they feel it's their moral responsibility as Americans to provide tools that will not fail the end user when it's not a paper target. But God forbid someone trying to do them harm. They make life-saving tools. Folks, to learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing, check them out, please. Go to bravocompanymfg.com where you can discover more about their fine products, their special offers, and upcoming news. That's Bravo Company M fg.com need more convincing go check out their youtube channel youtube.com slash bravo company usa all right let's get right to it nice okay story number one i promise i will get you uh, get to some other stuff i've got some great video of gop rep sean duffy absolutely filleting this bank guy who turned into a social justice where joe star is actually pretty cool (laughs) so stay tuned for that but let's start off with this video um hard to believe um, hat tip David Brody and CB, uh, CBN News that discovered this. This is a 2018 video that has surfaced of Ilhan Omar. The disgusting, the discussion she's having here is disgusting. It's really awful. Um, I, I, I say this because the reason I'm playing this video is it's obviously racist what she says. But to show you that the left standards are setting for us in this upcoming debate in 2020, conservatives, Trump supporters, Racist, xenophobes, phobophobic, histophobes, you guys. They're really looking in the mirror and talking about themselves. Play this cut of Ilhan Omar talking about how we should all fear white guys. And I want you to keep in mind while you're listening, change out in your head the word white for literally anything else. Black, Hispanic, Asian, Islamic, anything else. Right. And tell me how this cut is not evidence of pure, unadulterated racism. Our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. Um, and so if fear was the, the driving force of, of, of policies to keep America safe, Americans safe inside of this country, um, we should be uh, profiling, monitoring, um, and, uh, and, and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white men. Is that, you know, I got to be honest with you. I got this a couple days ago. Yeah. And you know, on my show, I'm always cautious. Sometimes it bites us. We got a couple stories a while back we didn't run with. I just wasn't sure. I don't make any apologies. I don't have a staff of 20 investigative journalists to run everything down. And we get innumerable tips, as Paul and Joe can vouch for. Mm -hmm. 
We do what we can, and our focus has largely been on Spygate because we've got to triage our needs. Um, so I got this a couple days ago, and I swear, Joe, I thought, gosh, is this one of those stealth-edited deep fake videos? Because there's no hmm. way this is real. Folks, it's real. That's an Al Jazeera interview of Ilhan Omar. David Brody at CBN has it up on his Twitter. He has a more full-length video, too, that's not edited to be deceptive. That is Ilhan Omar actually suggesting that if we're to profile, we should profile white people if we want to stop basically crime and all this other stuff. Yeah. Again, please replace white with anything else. Not figuratively, literally anything else. Right. Women, black men, black women, Hispanic men, gay Hispanic men, gay Hispanic women, anything else. And that is... an unbelievably racist statement that would be condemned universally if anyone other than Ilhan Omar said it. Now, folks, before I even put up this tweet by Paul Sperry, I'm not putting this up to justify or unjustify the stupidity. Ilhan Omar, the stupidity of the statement and the racism embedded and imbued in that outrageous commentary she just made speaks for itself. Mm. It's racist. That's enough. I'm trying to show you who the left is before 2020. When they call you the xenophobic, misogynistic, phobophobic, histophobes, this is them. They have a race problem, not us. Oh, yeah. Not us. You want to be welcomed at a MAGA rally? Go there as a Hispanic man, a Hispanic woman, a black man, a black woman. I promise you, you, I promise you, you will be welcomed with open arms. I will put my entire credibility of my show on that. I promise you that. Because no one at a MAGA rally cares that you're a black man or a black woman or a Hispanic man or a Hispanic woman. You know what they care about? You share their values. That's all they care about. But showing you how stupid... Omar's suggestion is that we should profile white men for radicalization because they're, they're, they're put up this Sperry tweet. It speaks for itself. Paul Sperry tweeted out yesterday some FBI numbers. There's the link at the bottom. It's ucr.fbi.gov, table 43. If you want to check it out yourself and you're not watching it on the YouTube. Paul Sperry, and I quote, Democrat Rep. Omar claims most of the deaths in this country are caused by, quote, white men. However, the FBI's uniform crime report suggests 53.1% of all homicides are committed by blacks who make up just 13% of the population compared with 44.2% for whites. Folks, I did not put this up to add fuel to a racial fire Omar seems to like to stoke. I'm suggesting to you that the profiling based on the melanin component or lack thereof of someone's skin is idiotic. It's idiotic before you even get to the data. And it's inherently racist to do that. We should be profiling based on behaviors. That's what you do. Behaviors have nothing to do. When you profile, listen, everybody profiles when you're a police officer. It's two o'clock in the morning. Sure. There's a broken window in front of a store. A guy's got a cut on his hand and a hammer. You are profiling a set of behaviors. Whether that person's a woman, a man, black, white, Hispanic, green, blue, alien, Asian, Muslim, Christian, Jew, doesn't matter. I have arrested people of all colors and all races. I've made gun collars of, oh, oh, oh what was it? Where was that guy from? Oh, the, the a Greek white guy, a black guy from Jamaica. It doesn't matter. You don't profile based on race. One, it's dumb. And secondly, it's immoral. You don't judge someone based on the melanin content of their skin. The whole essence of the MAGA movement, the conservative revolution, and this Trump era is everybody deserves to be treated equally regardless of these characteristics they can't control. I thought that was obvious. Apparently not to Ilhan Omar. Oh, my gosh. Now, by the way, just a quick follow-up. Big hat tip to Nate Madden over at the Blaze TV. It's his video. It's, I think he's at Nate Madden on, on Twitter. This is his video. This is him confronting Ilhan Omar, who still refuses, by the way, to answer questions um, about the allegations that she may have married her brother. The evidence is getting a little ridiculous and filed a false tax return. Here's Madden up on the Hill asking her questions, which she won't answer. Congresswoman, do you want to address the questions about tax and immigration fraud related to your two marriages? 
Would you like to clear up any of the, the lingering confusion about the allegations of marriage and tax fraud related to your two marriages? Congresswoman, would you like to clear up any of the confusion or set the record straight on the allegations of tax fraud or immigration fraud related to your two marriages? I don't understand why it's so hard to answer this question. Hmm. It's not a hard, it's not an inappropriate question. Joe, I'm, I'm, I want to put this out fairly, because again, I'm not going to do the conspiracy theory stuff the left does to us with Trump collusion. Do you have any evidence of that? No, but it sounds good. Right. By the way, I'll get to that later, too. And former MSNBC host, Crystal Ball, coming out and admitting her old network loves conspiracy theories. That was a bombshell. <laughs> I got that a little later. I hope I get to it. If not, it's in our show notes. But this is Stack Show today. Folks, there's abundant evidence out there that Ilhan Omar may have married her brother. May! Just clear it up. If someone said to me, Dan Bongino, did you marry your stepsister and commit tax fraud? Uh, no, I don't even know why you'd ask me. I would be more than happy to ask you. It's, I don't, it just didn't happen. I don't know why you'd even ask. Why is she ducking these questions? Why? Just answer the question. You could see my shows earlier in the week and last week where we cover this explosive story. And by the way, I was, when I say cover it fairly, here's where I was going with this. There are mounds of evidence that there is at least some substance to this story, Joe. Oh, yeah. Believe me when I tell you, far yeah. more evidence than there ever was of the collusion fairy tale, which there was none, ever. It was a hoax from the start. You have photos. You have a guy she appears in pictures with who she was married to holding these two babies of Omar's sister saying, look at my nieces. You have a hospital band with his date of birth, and he says he's not the guy with that date of birth, and it's there on the hospital band. <laughs> that was a great one. If it's not her brother, just say it. Yeah. If you didn't commit tax fraud, just say it. Ugh. Media doesn't care at all. All right, moving on. We do have a lot to get to. The House yesterday passed the suspension of the debt ceiling. I just wanted to briefly cover this, folks. I said to you this budget deal is a disaster. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody's telling you. This is a $320 billion extra dollars of debt. It is a debt splurge. The House passed yesterday, just so we're clear on what happened yesterday, Thursday, passed a suspension of the debt ceiling. That's step one in the spending splurge. That wasn't actually the budget they passed yesterday. I'm hoping the Senate stops this disaster. Folks, we cannot suspend the debt ceiling without proper spending concessions. Call your senators and email them. Do not suspend this debt ceiling without spending concessions from the Democrats. I'm begging you. We're going bankrupt. Enough said. I'm not, I, I'm not forfeiting my principles for anyone anymore. We have got to get a lid on this spending problem or you and I are going to be looking at a sea of red ink and interest rates through the roof in the future because no one's going to lend us money. But this can't continue. Okay, before I get to some Mueller stuff, there's a couple other tidbits I want to tie up on our Friday show. I wanted to play for you this video. It's a little over a minute, so it's, it's a little longer than we typically play, but this is a very, very good GOP representative, Sean Duffy, um, who I like a lot. He's married to a colleague of mine at Fox News, Rachel Campos Duffy. Sean it addresses this growing phenomenon, which I've told you is deeply disturbing, and it's something, ladies and gentlemen, in our triage of needs, spending problems, economic growth, Healthcare fixes, getting to the bottom of Spygate. This should be near the top. And what I'm talking about is deplatforming. Folks, the left has figured out a very new strategy. The squad, the radical leftist, uh, the activists behind them, a new strategy to combat conservative ideology, freedom, libertarians, their political opponents, frankly, any Democrat that disagrees with them too, Joe. Yeah. Dave, the guys like Dave, Dave Rubin, who's a Democrat, he's mm -hmm. a liberal. Um, they don't like him either because he actually gives conservatives a voice on his show. Liberals can't win in a national election repeatedly. They can't. And without winning repeatedly four or five terms in a row, the presidency, the House and the Senate, they won't be able to enact their socialist agenda. So I've covered this has been kind of an evergreen topic on my show longitudinally. 
when they don't win politically long term, what do they do? They go to the courts and right. they use lawsuits to get enacted what they can't enact by public opinion. Um, so a lot of the social issues have been done this way. Gay marriage and other things, whether you agree or disagree, there's no question that it was losing at the state level and it wound up winning in the courts. You're free to your own opinion. I'm suggesting to you as a political strategy, the left said, let's not take this state by state. Now let's fight it out in the courts. They eventually won in the Supreme Court. What's happening, Joe? Trump and Mitch McConnell, by the way, you know, Mitch had a Mitch has been doing a decent job on judges, regardless of your feelings on other things. I know I've but cocaine Mitch has been a point. Uh, excuse me. Um, they've been uh, confirming. We got to be precise. Confirming through the Senate. Trump appointed conservative judges at a near record pace. Now mm -hmm. they are now jamming them through. There were about I think there were 10 just the other day. A, a lot of them are just he's filing cloture on them left and right. What's the problem, Joe? Okay, the left can't win at the ballot box now. Now the left can't win in the courts because the courts are being transformed back to their original function. Mm -hmm. So what was strategy number three? And they work together. I don't want to make them out to be sequential. They're symbiotic, sometimes parasitic. Do tell, sir. Although that sounds like opposites. Number three is deplatforming. They are now using Twitter and social media to pressure public companies, sometimes private companies, to deplatform and get rid of conservatives or anyone that aligns with a conservative agenda. Now, the deplatforming on YouTube and Twitter is obvious. If you're a conservative, yeah. they like like they do with us with YouTube, where they uh, the first 24 hours they demonetize all our videos while all of you watch, and then 24 hours later, like, okay, you can make money on them now. You know, as I told you, some people, my, you guys are and ladies are awesome. You're like, well, should we wait 24 hours? You, no, don't wait 20. I appreciate that. I just want to get the content out there. And the fact that we can use YouTube, a liberal company, to get conservative ideas out there is great. We love it. Don't worry about us and the money. We'll, we're fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we have, we'll work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've got plan B. Don't worry. Yeah. That deplatforming is obvious. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of shadow deplatforming going on out there with liberal social, ju social justice warriors. That's just as damaging. And one of the areas they're targeting is the banking industry. They want to get conservatives, anyone aligns with the conservative cause, completely deplatformed from the financial industry. So not only can they not make money, but even if they do, they have no way to transfer that money in and out of accounts, between accounts, or to spend it. Folks, come on, let's be honest. Who works? Who spends cash anymore? Probably less than 10% of us. I don't know. Cash is dying. Mm -hmm. I wish it weren't, but it is. People use debit cards, transaction cards, even uh, EBT cards are cards now. Used to get food stamps. They were actual stamps. Like, they look like checks. Yeah. No more. Now you get an EBT card. Everything's electronic. So the backstory to this clip I'm about to show you, because this is, I'm telling you, this should be at the top of your totem pole of issues, right? This deplatforming has now gone into the immigration case. There is a bank that wants to merge. And these two executives are up on Capitol Hill in front of this congressional committee. And Sean Duffy gets a hold of one of these executives who has now said his bank is not going to provide banking services to any company that assists the immigration effort at the border with these facilities. Basically, that's what they said. They're not going to provide services to these detention facilities being run by private companies. Which would do what, Joe? Put them out of business. Sure. They need a bank. Got to move money. Here's Sean Duffy, absolutely filleting this guy and giving one of the best examples I've ever heard. Watch the guy. Uh, 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 I don't. Uh, check this out. <laughs> if you guys follow the law, you work with the regulators and you work with the Department of Justice uh, and you get approval, do you think that this merger should go forward? Representative, I absolutely do. Mr. Mr. Rogers, do you believe so? Representative, I do, yes. So let's say that um, there's a few people in America who are going to protest us and say, this is a horrible merger. Bigger banks are bad. Smaller banks are better. The Congress needs to intervene and say, this shouldn't take place, even though you followed the law. Would that be fair to you, Mr. Rogers? Representative, I think we will follow the law. Would that be fair? I, I don't think that would be fair because I... I don't think so either. If you follow the law, the Congress shouldn't intervene and say, oh, no, Mr. Rogers and Mr. King, your two banks can't merge. But guess what, Mr. Rogers? Um, you have policies in your bank that say 
if uh, we have detention facilities that are caring for children or detaining individuals who we may not know who they are following American law, you say, I'm not going to bank them. Is that fair? We consider a variety of representatives. We consider a variety of factors. Is it fair? In making those decisions. Is it fair? Let me ask you a bit different. Do you, do you think that detention facilities are concentration camps? Yes or no? Representative, I've never character, used that characterization. Okay, how about ICE? Are ICE Nazis? Representative, I've never used that characterization. So you have ICE, and you have some of their contractors that are following American law. And you all tell us, I want to keep Americans safe on and, and, and the banking side. We're not a risk to anybody. But, uh, Mr. Rogers, you're like, no, I want open borders. I don't want us to detain anybody in America. I don't want us to follow the law. Open borders, let everyone come in without any process. Is that your position at SunTrust? Representative, we're not taking a social position. <laughs> He's not taking a social position. <laughs> Duffy. Nice. Nice. That is gorgeous. Beautiful. What a way to knock this down. Now, I'm not suggesting they should vote against the merger. That should be done strictly. For, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm a libertarian even when it hurts us. And I believe Duffy feels the same way. If SunTrust, and I don't know who the other bank there was, but Mr. Rogers there, who is apparently the head of SunTrust, wants to merge and needs some form of congressional approval. I wish they didn't. But they do. But Duffy brings up a good point. Well, what if a couple knuckleheads on Twitter started protesting this merger? Should we stop the merger? Oh, no, you shouldn't stop the merger. Well, yeah. why not? You know, you apparently, you, you, a couple knuckleheads on Twitter think you should debank detention facilities being run to save our immigration system. Why shouldn't we stop the merger then? And, and cave, cave like a bunch of social justice snowflakes like you did. Uh, uh. Uh, do you think that's fair? Uh, uh, the guy sounds like he's passing a kidney stone. I'm, in, I'm asked you, Mr. Rod, do you think that? Uh, 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 it, he needs like the laser procedure to break up those little crystals in there. Oh. Guy's in the bathroom passing a stone. Uh, tink. Sorry, Mr. Rogers. You want to engage in social activism? Then I have no problem at all with Duffy calling you out on it. Yeah. Again, uh, I have a strong libertarian streak. I'm in no way suggesting the government should stop a merger. If it meets the requirements of the regulations, fine. But I got to tell you, I have zero issue at all with Duffy making this guy look like the clown he is. Mm. You're not going to bank a private company following the law, helping our country enforce immigration law because a couple of dopes on Twitter tweeted at your company? SunTrust. How embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I saw that. I know that clip was a little long, but that's worth every second of your time. That's how we fight back. We don't apologize. There's no apologizing. Good for you, Representative Sean Duffy. Everybody should send him an email, call his office, send him a tweet, and say, nice job on that. I know that didn't get a lot of uh, publicity out there, but we have a piece up. We'll put up at the, at the show notes at Bongino.com about this. Since I think it's an IJ. IJ Review. Um, it'll be up at our show notes at Bongino.com. Again, you subscribe to my email list. I'll send you these articles. But seriously, if you're in his district, you're in Wisconsin, send him an email to his office. Stuff like that makes a difference. These CEOs, want they have to know if you want to play ball and cave to the social justice warrior snowflake crowd, mm -hmm. that there are going to be questions. Mm -hmm. And you're going to answer on camera why exactly you don't want to help the United States of America, but now you're in front of the citizens of the United States of America and their representatives asking for help. Frauds. Ugh. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Bowl and Branch. That's Bowl. B-O-L-L, bowlandbranch.com. Listen, these are the best sheets out there. We sleep on them. And I got to tell you, even though I don't sleep great because I'm me and I'm falling apart, when I sleep on anything <laughs> other than Bowl and Branch, it's awful. 
I get a solid, solid night with Bowl and Branch sheets. I'm not kidding. I don't even like to travel anymore because I'm not on Bowl and Branch sheets. It's tough. I need that in a calming comfort blanket. I do, or else I can't do it. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code Bongino. You'll get $50 off your first set. Everything Bowl and Branch makes from bedding to blankets, listen to this, is made from pure 100% organic cotton, which means they start out super soft and they get softer over time. It's like a fine wine. After a year with these things, you'll be, you forget it. You won't sleep on anything else. You will not sleep on anything else. Mark my words, Joseph. You'll be like, what happened? Those sheets, but I don't want them. I need my Bowling Branch. Everyone who tries Bowling Branch sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands of five-star reviews. Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fast Company are all talking about Bowl and Branch. Even three U.S. presidents sleep on Bowling Branch sheets. Shipping's free. Try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, send them back for a refund. I doubt you'll want to send them back. You won't. There's no risk, no reason not to give them a try. We love them here in the Bongino household. To get you started right now, my listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at Bowl, B-O-L-L, and Branch.com. Promo code Bongino for $50, $50 off. 50 smackaroos. Go to bowlandbranch.com. $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Bongino. Check it out. These are seriously great sheets. You won't know the difference till you try them. You will never send these back. They're that good. Check them out. Okay. Uh, Duffy, what was I going to cover next? Oh, oh, great, great, great article uh, in the Hill. I know we beat the Mueller thing up. Uh, there's still a couple of loose ends to tie up because it's been such an apocalyptic disaster for them. You know, it's it's hilarious, Joe. I don't know what's going to happen on the five later. I don't know who's in the liberal seat, the Juan, mm-hmm. Juan seat. I don't know if Juan's back or Jess Tarloff was in today. But if we get into Mueller, I'm telling you right now, I'm not taking any guff on this. Yeah. I'm not. I am. This thing was an apocalyptic, cosmic level, infinity wars, Thanos level destruction, snap disaster for the Dems. I am not going to allow you to try to change it. Ever. Well, it was okay. Like I had Chris Hahn. I was debating Chris Hahn and the uh, Ingram, Ingram angle Wednesday night. <laughs> and what did Hahn say? Hahn said, uh, well, it was a mixed bag. Uh, it was? What? Yeah, it was. It was a mixed bag of, of rusted lug nuts, six-month-old eggs left in the Florida, uh, Florida sun, and a, and a horse manure. That's what was in the mixed bag. It was not a mixed <laughs> bag, Chris. It was awful. It was a disaster. I could go on and on and on. Matter of fact, Jess said something today in a file that wasn't even true. She's like, well, Val Demings, the Democrat congressman, when she crushed, when she questioned Mueller, uh, it got him to admit that basically Donald Trump wasn't telling the truth. That's not what happened. Mueller stumbled through the whole thing, said that, and then Val Demings acknowledges Trump told the story on TV the day later. So he lied. He hid his answers. And then he went, talked about it on TV the next day. Does that make any sense? <laughs> no. It's not. No, it doesn't make sense. Ridiculous. Of course not. So there's still a couple loose ends to tie off on, on this. Here's this article by, what's his name? Kevin Brock, who uh, it's very good. Kevin R. Brock, opinion contributor to the Hill. It's at the show notes. It's worth your time. Now, why does this guy's opinion matter? The, by the way, the title of the article of the Hill is Mueller lost much of, our, much of our trust, and that's a shame for him and for us. And he's right. It was a sad thing to watch. It was. Brock was a senior executive in the FBI, Joe. Mm. This guy knows his stuff. Okay. This is not some, you know, random guy off the street. This is a guy who knows Mueller. Knows Mueller's history. Um, I believe worked with him at one point. Is familiar with the FBI's internal mechanics. Um, this was a disaster. It was a shame for everyone. And just kind of reiterating my point, folks. I've said to you repeatedly. I think it's a mistake now to personally go after Mueller. You can disagree. The emails on this have been back and forth. We have filleted his dishonorable investigation and his atrocious tactics for two years. But folks, as a matter of political strategy, winning matters. New rules. Remember the new rules. We win, you lose. We are convinced our pocket, the 40% of America that's voting for Trump no matter what. Folks, give me a second before I get this piece. This is really important what I'm about to say here because I had a little bit of a back and forth with a guy in a gym today about this, and I don't think he got what I was saying. What? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yesterday. That's right. Did I tell you about that? Sorry, Paula interrupted me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Miss Paula. So I had a little back and forth. I don't think you got what I was saying. So I was in the gym yesterday. I'm talking to this guy. And he's like, this is the time to pile on Mueller, folks. As a matter of political strategy, I'm telling you this is wrong. I'm trying to think of an appropriate analogy where I could put you in the shoes and and flip it around. An instance where 
the Republican Party thought we had a win and we piled on and it wound up backfiring for us badly. I mean, there are there are examples of this. I'm not saying what we were doing at times weren't wasn't right. I'm just suggesting as a matter of political strategy, there are times, Joe, you have to take yeah. one on the chin and move on to a different fight, knowing that the goal is to win. We have to win. My point with Mueller now is attack ruthlessly this investigation. It was horrendous. It was a disgrace to humankind. Joe, have we been even mildly milquetoast on that? No. Hell no. No. We have shredded Mueller's credibility. <laughs> the point I was making to the guy in the gym is Mueller piled on himself. I made this point there to Ingram, to Laura. He destroyed himself. Yep. Folks, he's a 77 or what, some, what 70 year old. I don't, it's oh, his credibility's done. Yeah. It is time for us to let his personally, personally, let his conduct there, which was a train wreck, speak for itself. Now we pile on the investigation. Weissman, his OLC mistakes. But personally, going after him at this point, I think is a huge mistake. Now, because we need these independents who are now starting to realize what happened. We need them to focus. Listen to me, please. We need to focus now on the investigation, how badly it was conducted, how it was a political witch hunt on Trump, and how we got to boomerang this back to the spying scandal. And we can't do it if we spend all of our time on Bob Mueller's an idiot. He's an idiot. It doesn't work that way. I'm getting so many emails on this. I feel like it's important to bring it up. And the Brock piece gives you some ammunition going forward to attack this investigation for the disaster it was. From the article, here are some bullet points I need you to remember. These are Friday takeaways. Here's what Mueller was dealing with from the start and why this investigation should have never started. All right. So here's what we got here. Here are Brock's bullet takeaways for Friday. These are devastating. Number one, there was no underlying crime in this case or properly predicated investigation to even obstruct. We need to hammer this over and over again to get these independents on our side. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to win. We don't need a Pyrrhic victory. You know what a Pyrrhic victory is? It's when in the short term we feel better. Mueller, what a... Jerk, what an and it makes you feel good. The problem is the independents then don't focus on any of the stuff that actually matters, and we lose the election. You won short term, and we lost long term. Stay strategic. The left knows how to do this better than us. Focus on this point. Number one, this was an improperly predicated investigation because there is no crime. There is no underlying crime. I can't say this enough. Now we're going back to top-level, high-level stuff now that Mueller's completely discredited himself. Number two, there may be no precedent for charging obstruction of a counterintelligence investigation. Folks, a counterintelligence or CI investigation, the FBI, is not designed for criminal prosecutions. You may say, well, why did Mueller criminally prosecute people? Because Mueller flipped the script in the middle of the game and switched from a CI investigation to a criminal one. We discussed this in Spygate, the book I wrote with Denise and Matt. Mueller was supposed to be investigating and gathering information on Russian attempts to influence the election. He turned it into a criminal case on taxi medallions with Michael Cohen. For some bizarre reason, none of us can figure out. Third, the intertwined political motivations and overtones were an unsavory factor. Folks, we should never, ever run away from the fact that the people Mueller appointed to his team were unquestioned Hillary supporters and diehard Democrats, and two of them had a legal affiliation with members of the Clinton team or the Clinton Foundation. Now, here's going to be the liberal retort to that. The liberal retort to that is how Mueller answered it. Mueller said, and this was a mistake, I don't ask people their political affiliation. You don't, Bob? So just by chance... 
You interviewed all these people for your team, and all 13 of them were Democrats, including two lawyers associated with the Clintons and people who donated to the Clintons and showed up at the Clinton party night? What does that say about you, Mr. Mueller? That should have been the question. Mm-hmm. Joe, do you follow that as the audience yeah. ombudsman? This is important. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your liberal friends are going to say, we don't ask political affiliation. Exactly. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That when you interviewed these people, you happen to just randomly, dreaded air quotes, pick 13 diehard Democrat anti-Trumpers? What does that say about you, Bob? That says exactly what Kevin Brock, this FBI official, is, is kind of hinting at. That, gosh, how unsavory was this? That even if Mueller didn't consider, as he said, political affiliation, his instinct was to go with 13 people who hate Trump. <laughs> what the- That's not an answer. The next point, what am I at? Four? Four. It's difficult to argue that an innocent person can be culpable for resisting efforts to punish. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Folks, we have to focus on the fact that although some of Donald Trump's actions, when when looking back on it, May not have been handled textbook after Mueller. I wanted him to fire Mueller. And I and now it should be, uh, you know what? Some guy asked me, well, Dan, are you going to take the LNN? No, I thought he should have fired Mueller from the beginning. Mueller was awful. I'm starting to think that if we would have fired Mueller, we would have been done with this a long time ago. Mm. The case was done horribly. Was and I, If anything, I've been proven right, not wrong. The investigation was awful. The Mueller report's horrible. Should have fired him in the beginning. Got someone else in there. Would have cleaned this whole thing up. We could have actually looked at what the Russians did. But ladies and gentlemen, think about this point. So you're suggesting to me, liberals out there, that we should object to Donald Trump being angry because he was being investigated for a crime he didn't commit? Let me read that one again. It's difficult to argue that an innocent person can be culpable for resisting efforts to punish. So you wanted to punish Trump for a crime everybody now knows he did not commit. You wanted to punish him for it. You then investigated ruthlessly his lawyer and all the people around him. You invented a bunch of process crimes to put them in jail. And you're upset that we're upset it happened. Am I reading that right? (laughs) Brilliant point. Yeah. Next, number for good, right? Number five. Most allegations were based on uncorroborated single witness statements. Yes. Folks, read the Mueller report. Look at the footnotes. I've read this thing now twice, portions of it three, four, and five times. In the Mueller footnotes, you'll see a lot of the information he has, the footnote goes back to what, Joe? Goes back to a statement made by Jim Comey who hated Donald Trump. <laughs> That's why I object to the Val Demings testimony Jess Tarloff was talking about on the five. Val Demings basically says to Mueller, like, hey, at some points where Donald Trump's answer is untruthful. They weren't untruthful. You don't know that. All you know is that Donald Trump's statements conflicted with Comey's. We know Comey's a liar. So why, you, Joe, do you see where I'm going with this? Absolutely. Why are we assuming that Comey said this and Trump said that and that Comey automatically was telling the truth and Trump, therefore, had to be lying? Why are we assuming that? I'm not suggesting in every incident... Uh, you know, statements by people on the Trump team were accurate. Clearly they weren't. I'm simply suggesting to you that assuming everything Jim Comey said based on as Brock says in this piece, a single subject account, assuming everything Comey said was true is an absolute fool's errand. Mm -hmm. You are be clowning yourself. So Comey matters, but Trump's statements don't ask your liberal friends. Why? Oh, well, Trump's a liar. Comey's a liar. Comey told Trump he wasn't under investigation, and he was. Uh, uh, You need the the penalty flag for your liberal friends. Joe. Yes. The documented liar in this case is Comey. Yes, he is. Comey, who used and signed off on a dirty dossier he told Trump was unverified and then stamped verified on it. He told Donald Trump he wasn't under investigation when he knew he was. Comey is a documented fraud. 
And yet a single subject account by Jim Comey footnoted in the Mueller report. We're supposed to take that as gospel? And if a statement conflicts with what Trump said, automatically Trump must be wrong? What evidence do you have of that? The answer is none. Only Comey, who's already a documented liar. Here's the last one. This is a good one. None, I repeat, none of the allegations actually impeded or obstructed the work of the special counsel. Folks, go back to our show on Wednesday where we played some early clips from the early morning session of the disastrous, apocalyptically bad Mueller hearings. Mueller is asked repeatedly by multiple people, was your investigation impeded or obstructed? The answer is no. Angie McCabe, deputy director of the FBI, was asked on Capitol Hill by Senator Marco Rubio. Was your investigation impeded? No. Jim Comey was asked before he was fired. Was your investigation impeded? No. Jim Comey, under oath, were you, were you, was your investigation impeded? No. Jim Comey at his departure ceremony. The president can fire me for whatever he wants. There is no obstruction case here. This is a fraud. This OLC talking point is garbage. The OLC guidelines had nothing to do with it. There are multiple witnesses who heard Bob Mueller say it wasn't due to the OLC guidelines. The reason there's no obstruction charge in the Mueller report, ladies and gentlemen, has nothing to do with the LLC and everything to do with the case stunk. There was no case. They would have been laughed out of court. Can I just give you a hypothetical here for a moment, a brief moment? Yeah, go ahead. Can you imagine, Joe, prosecuting this case against Donald Trump? Say he leaves office. Say he doesn't get reelected. The DOJ indicts Donald Trump in an obstruction case or some of his uh, his intermediaries. Mm -hmm. They're on the stand with Andrew McCabe, who opened up the obstruction case after Comey was fired. The first question to Andrew McCabe is going to be what? Mr. McCabe, on uh, uh, after Jim Comey was fired, I believe it was uh, the week after, in May of 2017, you were under oath right up on Capitol Hill when you testified to Senator Rubio? Oh, yes, sir, I was. Uh, when you were asked by Senator Rubio if there was any effort to impede or obstruct your investigation, what was your answer? Uh, you, uh, Mr. McCabe, if you could say it loudly for the court, please. Uh, my answer was no, there was no effort. Uh, Mr. McCabe, can you say that again? Mm-hmm. Um, some of our jurors may not have heard you. This gentleman over here, I see kind of rubbing his ear out a little bit. Um, can you repeat that again? Um, I said there was no effort to impede or obstruct. Oh, you did. And you opened an obstruction investigation. Yes, a day later. Uh, are we missing something here? Ooh. Trying to connect. I, I'm not getting it. Bring Comey up. Ask him the same question. Even better. Bring Jim Comey up and say, Mr. Comey, weren't you, were you in the president's office in uh, January of 2017? Yes, I was. Did you brief the president about the status of this Russia probe? I did. What did the president say to you? Uh, the president asked me if the, if there were members of his administration that may have been in cahoots with Russia, basically, to investigate them, those satellites of his. Um, Mr. Comey, you, you understand you're here for an obstruction of justice investigation against the president, correct? Uh, yes, sir, I do. So you're telling me on one hand you believe the president obstructed justice, and on the other hand you're telling me the president of the United States asked you to use the justice system to investigate people in that case you're alleging he's obstructing? Um, yes, sir, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, okay, the Dave Cricket, here we go. The Dave Cricket, which he sent us two more. The jury would be like this. Oh, uh, are we missing? <laughs> what, what? Am I not getting this? What are we missing? Finally, mock trial. Bob Mueller, stick Bob Mueller up there. Mr. Mueller, I only have one question for you, sir. If you could speak up again for the audience, please speak into the microphone. Yes, uh, thank you. Poor guy over there is a little bit hard of hearing. Uh, so I ask you to use your, uh, you know, your outdoor booming voice here. Uh, Mr. Mueller, was there any effort whatsoever to impede or obstruct your investigation? And if there was, can you name it? Um, no, sir, there wasn't. Um, sir, can you say that again, please? Uh, Johnny Bag of Donuts here is having a rough, he's rubbing his ear again. Yeah. We gave him a Q-tip. He's okay. We get, <laughs> hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on, Paul. Here we go. Perfect opportunity. <laughs> Wax RX. They didn't even pay to be on today's show. We gave them a box of Wax RX. Here we go. Is the sprayer in here? Hold on. Let's open the Wax RX. We're going to do this. Stand by, folks. We are opening the Wax RX because we need it. Here we go. 
This is the extra bottle. There's a little sprayer can in there yeah. for you. There's a little thing. There we go. Wax RX. He yeah. cleaned out his ears. He got the earwax out. Mr. Muller, can you say that again? Was there any effort whatsoever to impede your investigation? Um, no, there wasn't. Thank you, Mr. Muller. And thank you, Wax RX, for cleaning Joey Bag of Donuts over there in his ears. He already heard you loud and clear. Yeah. There was no effort to obstruct anything. No. Now, I assume when I'm on the five today, I don't know who's going to be sitting in the liberal chair, but the argument will be, well, they thought about it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not Minority Report with Tom Cruise. We don't do thought crimes here. Remember Minority <laughs> Report? They lock people up, the, the precogs, before they commit a crime. You're sitting in your house, you got handcuffs on. What happened? I was thinking about attacking my neighbor. Did you? No, but I was thinking about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have precogs. Bob Mueller is not the precog. Remember the hat? This is the ref hat, but they have the precog hats. They put them on with the little thingies and they're coming out with the wires and stuff. Bob Mueller does not have the precog hat, okay? He doesn't have he doesn't have precognition abilities. There are no thought crimes, okay? The fact that Donald Trump thought about firing Mueller, which isn't even a crime, it's not even close, or fired Comey, is not a crime. There was no effort to obstruct the investigation. It's over. Whew. Yeah, I like I I, I uh, time to get out of Dumville. Uh, you would think you think you would think. All right. Finally, today's show. <laughs> Paula, what'd you think of that? I heard you laughing out there. You like the wax RX? Yeah, yeah check it out. I didn't even it. This is it. This is the kid. It comes in. It's great. Clean your whole ear out, man. We you opened our own case. <laughs> <laughs> I've got tons of it. I love it. They get, it comes with a little ear conditioner, too. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I'm not even sponsored that. ear conditioner? <laughs> yeah, they need Sometimes they need it. I mean, apparently people up on Capitol Hill can use the Florida, watch that's for sure. <laughs> that was good. I just got that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Joe, you know, the audience always, whenever Joe says something, it slips by me. The audience always, I got that one. I thought I you were hitting you. me Don't with it. <laughs> No. All right. Today's show yeah. brought to you by a great sponsor, G-Code. You carry a firearm, ladies and gentlemen. G-Code is the way to rock and roll. The best holsters in the business. These are fantastic holsters. They're Phenom in the waistband holster. Phenom is phenomenal. That was a really horrible joke, but it is phenomenal. This <laughs> thing is a game changer. It is the best in the waistband holster you will ever find. Listen, I'm a firearm owner. I carry multiple weapons. I have a Glock 43, Sig 365. I got a safe full of them, right? For more than 20 years, G-Code has produced what many consider to be the finest holsters in the industry, me included. They lead the pack. They are 100% American-made products, all materials, all components sourced right here in the great old USA. The owners of G-Code holsters are military veterans, and they are meticulous about quality, innovation, and worksmanship. Excellence drives everything they do, and every product comes with a lifetime warranty. Whether you're military, law enforcement, or civilian, G-Code has a holster for you. Check out the all-new G-Code Phenom in the waistband holster. It's being hailed as a game changer. It is for comfort and concealability. You will not find a finer holster out there, especially at these price points. It's a must-have if you want a firearm. Order online now at range5.com. That's range the number five, not F-I-V-E. Range the number five.com. Range the number five.com. Range5.com. Be sure to use promo code Bongino for 15% off. Again, go to range5.com, range5.com, promo code Bongino for 15% off. Check it out. You will love these holsters. Okay. Um, folks, This we did a great piece. Matt put a lot of work into it, so I want to just highlight this. Uh, Matt Palumbo on my website at Bongino.com put together the five questions Mueller refused to answer. Um, I'm not going to dig too deeply into it. I'll, I'll, I'll just quickly go through it, but I want you to read the piece. It's worth your time because there are still questions we have open here um, in the case. Uh, one, why was, again, Joseph Mifsud not charged for lying if his Mueller documents in his report, which he does, Mifsud lied to them? Everyone else was charged with lying to federal agents. Why not Mifsud? I think you know the reason. Because Mifsud was probably a Western Intel asset, and Mueller's doing his best to not get to the truth about mm -hmm. Mifsud. Second, no questions on the dossier. It's only the document that started the whole thing. You're not even remotely curious, Bob? 
Now, as my buddy 279 sent to me in an email, and I got your email. Sorry, I didn't respond. He listens to the show so I can talk to him through the thing. I've just it's been a crazy day. He's one of my sources. He's terrific. He wrote, you know, Dan, don't you find it interesting that Mueller did everything he could to not find Russian collusion? In other words, he only did what they told him to do. Follow me, folks. Oh, yeah. We think Trump is a Russian agent. That's what I'll investigate if he's a Russian agent. Well, where'd you get that from? I don't know. <laughs> See no evil. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, Joe? You yeah, following man. me? Oh, yeah. I man. want you to investigate if Joe robbed the bank. Right. Well, Joe didn't rob the bank. This was just a scam by his neighbor to get Joe in trouble. Don't say anything about the neighbor. I'm nope. telling you, just investigate Joe who robbed the bank that wasn't robbed. Okay. Whatevs. <laughs> There's a reason Mueller didn't investigate the dossier and didn't lock off Mipsud. Because Mueller and Weissman did everything they could to not get to the bottom of the spying scandal. You dig? He only investigated what the Rosenstein DOJ crew fed him, which was colossal bolt. Mm. This was an anti-investigation. Hmm. He would not answer if exoneration is a DOJ policy. By the way, liberals are completely, completely missing the point why my second book on this, which is coming out in September, you can pre-order it now if you want to check it out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, shameless plug there. The book is titled Exonerated to specifically to troll you idiots. Do you not get that? They keep <laughs> tweeting my book like, Dan Bongino is putting out a book. Here's the link. He's saying Trump was exonerated. <laughs> Don't do that, Libs. Don't tweet my book in the title. Don't. Stop it. Immediately. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube right now, you get this. Stop tweeting and insulting me on Twitter with a book link. Please. Right, Paula? Stop doing it. It's only been a bestseller in its category for three months. Stop tweeting my book and insults at me. <laughs> I am not sure you understand what's going on here. Joe gets it. Oh, Joe gets everything. Gets Paula certainly gets it because it was part of the plan. And she's a part of all my plans every day, my entire life. Stop tweeting about my book especially with the book link and the insults it hurts my soul oh. it's devastating please stop <laughs> bob Mueller won't even answer why exonerate you can't exonerate someone well why did you title that your book you'll figure it out okay all right finally yeah. uh there were 25 plus leaks from the Mueller special counsel, none of them flattering to Donald Trump. Bob Mueller wouldn't answer the question. Oh, we didn't leak. These are great men and women. Oh, you leaked, Bob. The information came from the special counsel. He wouldn't answer that. And another thing is well, he wouldn't answer the Veselnitskaya connection. That's in the piece by Matt Palumbo. Please check it out. Bongino.com. It'll be in the show notes again today. Gosh, it's 52 minutes in already. Yeah, Sheesh. man. I'm having so much fun doing this show. Um, one more thing. There's a piece we have up in the show. Too. Dem, De Dems are going to double down on stupid folks. Don't expect any of this to go away. Again, another conversation I had in the gym yesterday with a friend of mine. When I was on the leg press machine. He's like, hey, man, I see you're going heavy today. I'm not kidding. It's a true story. I had five plates on each side. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, no, this is the warm up. I do that for 20. I'm not even kidding. I have like monster quads, quad dominals. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not kidding because you go there. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I put two more on. This is the warm up. But I was talking to him the whole time. And his, I, my upper body shredded, but my legs are still good. Thank God. Oh, excuse me. That's not using the Lord's name. I mean, literally, thank God for keeping my knees safe, you know? The Dems are going to double down on stupid. Guy came up to me as I was in the middle of the set. And he goes, oh, they're going to let this go. Now, right, folks, they're not going to let it go. They're not going to let it go. Why? There's a reason. This is from Reuters. Oh, excuse me, it's up at IJ. Democrats vow to accelerate Trump probe after Mueller victory. They're not going to stop, folks. There's a reason. Think about it. We are in primary season right now. The radical portion of the Democrat Party, roughly 25 to 30% of the Democrats out there, maybe more, maybe up to 40 now, cannot stand this guy, Trump. This, they viscerally hate the president. They can't stand him. They want pain-induced. I don't mean physical pain. I mean they want the president emotionally in pain. They want him taken out of office, humiliated, embarrassed. Some of them sadly have made death threats and things, which is illegal, by the way. I was right. a Secret Service agent, as you know, my former line of work, um, in case you were unaware of that, uh, in addition to being entirely immoral and unethical. But that's a whole other point. But many of them want this guy to suffer. 
Do you understand that? You have to understand the new rules. This is a battlefield mentality now. They want you to suffer these people. They are not going to let their congressional representatives let this go. 95 Democrats voted for impeachment. That's insane for a crime that never happened. I told this guy in the gym, he's like, oh, they'll let it go. They are not going to let it go. I don't tell you this to disappoint you on a Friday. I tell you this so you understand that we, there's a fight ahead. I told them to take the L. I warned them before Mueller got up there to take the L. Right. I think it's going to damage them politically. I think they're going to lose the presidency if they stick with this. But they will not let this go. And I don't want you to have any expectations that that's going to happen. If anything, they'll double down now. Jerry Nadler was utterly and completely humiliated up on Congress, up on the Hill. Humiliated. And that sleazebag Adam Schiff, <laughs> Swalwell and all the other conspiracy theorists. Yeah. They will not stop. Um, okay. What was my last one? All right. I wanted to get to this. Just to, This is a good story for Friday, just to show you how much of a hypocrite Bernie Sanders is. So, you know, Bernie Sanders, We, of course, we love Bernie. It's the only imitation I can do. You know, Bernie said, we need minimum wage, $20 an hour for everyone, 35, let's make it 100. Bernie wage, Bernie Sanders is a fraud. Bernie Sanders has always been a fraud. Um, he's a lazy fraud. I'm really sorry there are people out there, the, Ber the Bernie bros who believe in this guy. He's a total fake. You know, I don't like the millionaires. You notice he stopped saying millionaires, show. <laughs> you know what he says now? Yeah. Did you catch it? I'm not messing. I'm not, this is not a joke. Yeah. Listen to him now. He goes, I don't like the billionaires. Why? Why do you stop saying that? <laughs> is he because he's yet? a millionaire. <laughs> That's right. I'm a millionaire. I forgot. Soon when he becomes a billionaire, he's uh -huh. going to say, I don't like the trillionaires. I can't stand them. This guy is the biggest fraud in Congress. I want $15 and I'll fight for 15. Yeah. Gives like the communist side. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's a fraud. He's a fake. He's got like the, the hammer and sickle thing going. He's a phony. Except he doesn't want to pay any of his employees on his campaign $15 an hour. Now, we covered that story earlier in the week. I don't cover stories twice if I don't have to. What's the update? This is hysterical. We got to treat workers fairly. Really? <laughs> Bloomberg Law. Bernie Sanders White House campaign hit with federal labor complaint. <laughs> this is the greatest piece ever. Put up the piece from this. This is the greatest piece ever. Bernie Sanders campaign has been hit. With a National Labor Relations Board campaign by unnamed individuals in Indiana, staffers have been, uh, this tension between Sanders and his staff has boiled over publicly. This is amazing. They, they're, they're, listen to the allegations. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, I love the workers. His campaign has been accused of illegal employee interrogation and retaliation against staffers. Whoa. Folks. This guy is a colossal TDS level six. It's the highest level of Trump derangement syndrome infection. Fraud. He's a phony. Not only did he not give his employees the $15 an hour minimum wage, right? Then when they complained, he retaliated and started interrogating them. Because I <laughs> love the police state. I am. The, you know what? I take that back. Yep. Bernie's not a fraud. Bernie is that right, Joe? Bernie's a communist. Said, That's yeah. what communists That's would what do. They do. Next, he'll be like, here, here we go. My, I love this. One of my favorite books. Next, the Gulag will be coming. And Solzhenitsyn, oh. the best book ever, the Gulag Archipelago. Next thing you know, Bernie will be setting up the Gulags. He's that should be his answer. I am not a fraud. I am a communist. And what do we do? We beat the snot out of our employees and interrogate them when they complain. <laughs> that is what we do. Hammer and sicker style. That is how it's done. Didn't you idiots pay attention to history? Ah. I am not a fraud. Call me anything, but I am the real McCoy. We put them in a room with the heat lamps, Red Sparrow <laughs> style. You see that movie? Red Sparrow. We put the heavy metal on, and that's what we did. What is the Naval Relations Board complaining about? This is <laughs> communism at its finest. This is, this I take all of that back. Bernie is not a fraud. He is a legit communist. They lie, they cheat, they steal, and they never have any accountability at all. And when people complain, they interrogate them. Yep. Bernie is legit. This guy is the real McCoy, ladies and gentlemen. They were, 
I, I'm throwing the flag on myself. Hey! Under the hood for review. Dan Bongino, we are reversing the play on the field. Bernie Sanders is not a fraud. He is a legit <laughs> communist. We just provided the evidence. Yeah, with the, the red flag, of course. Oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. We went under the hood for review. We are reversing the play on the field. The play is reversed. Bernie is the real McCoy. Oh, <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. Hey, watch me on the five later. I promise it'll be if I am not putting up with any collusion nonsense today. Don't miss this show and don't miss the Tucker explosion, the news explosion I do at like 8.50 Eastern time. I'm going to hang around up in New York to do that before I head back. Tomorrow's going to be uh, uh, tomorrow. What am I, Saturday? Tomorrow, Saturday. I do Fox and Friends on Saturday too. Yeah. So don't miss that. I want to get all those plugs in. Don't miss that. All right, folks. I will see you all. Some of you may have come there. I will see you all on Monday. Take care. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.